You're listening to the Counting Lights Podcast with Chris Dimity and Dan Danzy. Counting Lights Podcast where comedy and wrestling lock up. <laughs> I'm not going to do it, you know? I mean, there's going to be a point. I just hope, uh, uh, because there's there's always, I mean, it's like the restaurant industry with, with starting a wrestling company. You're not going to make money in your first year, you know? No, and and uh, so my but my concern is you know when TNA finally made like a million dollar profit, yeah, that that year they made a million dollar profit, and what they do? There's that next step. What do you do after you make the profit? And TNA fucked that up tremendously by bringing in Hogan and Bischoff. And then going with that Monday Night War that they tried to fucking do. Yeah, that, that was a that was a. Farting church. Tony Khan has said there won't be a Monday Night War because I'm not going to compete with Monday Night Football. Because while his, while he, because while that's his, a smart move. That's actually a smart move. While he, his family does own the Jacksonville Jaguars, he is also the executive vice president of talent or something like that. He's a high exec in the Jacksonville Jaguars, right. so he also gets that paycheck. And why would you compete? With that, well, there comes a point where uh, you know when you have funds like that allocated, that you can make decisions of you know he's doing something he loves, mm-hmm. and and it's really awesome that we're that we're here to be able to witness. It's a once again, I've said this a hundred yeah. times. The, this is a good time to be a fucking wrestling fan. It is. It's a really good time to be a wrestling fan. We get to see something that eventually is going to go down in history. Absolutely. Now, once again, I'm a fucking cynical ex-wrestler. That Old school. Fucking, you know, I, I'm cranky and I fucking kick my dogs. And no, I don't really. What? <laughs> Where is this I just, going? I'm just, fucking, just fucking with you. I, but, take you kit, know, but I put the, kittens in a burlap sack. And I throw them in the river. Yeah, juggled, I don't have room for nine fucking kittens. Uh, juggled kittens. <laughs> I, I get the dogs That's fixed by my dams. I remove the testicles <laughs> of my pets. But you know the point is, is that uh, you know I'm not I'm I'm not the young naive excited about the fucking wrestling business guy. But it's it's good to to. I was I was lucky for the time that I got to spend the wrestling business, and it's good to be able to sit back and kind of see things uh, evolve from a different yeah from a different perspective. A different perspective because you know I know my time in the wrestling business is gone. Yeah, you know I'm I'm you know with this podcast and stuff maybe I have a little something to give back to the business, but um, you know my love's comedy right now, mm-hmm. and, and now I'm devoted to the to, to the comedy business. So and I, I want to ask you one more question, wrestling okay. related. And Go ahead. We'll, we'll move on to the to the comedy. Um, what was? Oh yeah. So what? Do, how do you feel about Nick Gage and the the death match scene? Do, I had my I had my problems with it. Yeah. I don't I don't like unnecessary brutality. Uh, I to the point where I don't watch UFC. Mm-hmm. There's no story to be told with UFC. 
I don't like the idea of beating the shit out of another person for sport. I find that, like, why don't we just rebuild the fucking Coliseum and then just, because that's just, it's barbaric to me. So I'm with, okay with that. With death matches. I mean, rebuilding the Coliseum. Rebuilding okay. the Coliseum. Okay just let that. the lions in there. Why Why not? Let's cool. just bring lions versus humans. <laughs> um, but with, with the death match, I'll, I'll give it to death matches. They do have a story that, that, you know, each match does have a story that gets into the light tubes and everything. But I've just, I've never enjoyed it. ECW... It had its limits on what it would do, and it would take you to that type of place, but right. not go over to. I think the worst thing I've seen, I saw on ECW, was Sabu in that fucking barbed wire rope match with Terry Funk. That was a great match. It's a great, it's a great match, but it's you know. But the finish is squeamish. The, yeah, the finishes. Um, they get caught up in all that barbed uh, yeah, wire. They get stuck uh, together. Lackluster, but that's okay. It's the point is that. Uh, but I, you know, I, I understand but what Sab- you're talking about. Sabu having to Sabu he had nearly to tape his arm because he, he had, mm-hmm. yeah, he'd, and and it was one of those he things. Was bleeding. Where Paul Heyman's like, I will never book a match like that again. Yeah, it was unnecessary. Those here. Here's my point. My point is in the wrestling business is that um, we got in the wrestling business to entertain. Absolutely. Whether we told you we got in the wrestling business to entertain or not. Yeah. And when you uh, when you got into the fraternity of what the wrestling business was, and it was a fraternity, like when I got involved in the business, like women were not involved, like women were tertiary. Well, that, that's because or women uh, were tertiary fringes. That's because Moolah was holding down the women's well, division for forty fucking years. Regardless, it was it was men's sport. Yeah, and it was a fraternity, and we got to act the way we wanted to act in the locker room, and we didn't have to, you know, we didn't have to fucking uh, walk on eggshells, mm-hmm. and, and so it built a brotherhood that when you went out to the ring, you didn't want to hurt your brother. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, like, even if we were doing something where we had to get color, or um, get some you know, red get, on you. Yeah, you fucking get all booger red and stuff. That you were still concerned and you wanted to take care of the person that you're dealing with. Yeah, now, I don't know. Like, like Kit and I kind of took it over the top. You know, quite a few times. Yeah, I mean, we you know we brought you know barbed wire baseball yeah, bats. Yeah, Public Enemy. We wrestled Public Enemy mm-hmm. and and uh, you know quite a few others. The the uh, um. The uh, the Brotherhood from uh, from Boston and and that's who we won the uh, NWA tag titles from and so and they were pretty bloody fucking matches yeah and we did some we did some over the top stuff but here's the point it gets to the point we we used to say people you know the guys in the back would joke when you came back from wrestling a match like that. What are you going to do next? You're going to pull a shotgun out and shoot the guy in the face? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it gets to the point where it's over the top. And when you you wrestle, when these these guys are wrestling these death death matches, it, it, it does get to the point where oh, what are you going to do? Somebody's got to die. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And, uh, and, and I don't want to speak like I don't want to. I don't want. I'm just. I, this is my assumption that the death match evolved. These deathmatch companies evolved from backyard wrestling. Well, 
I, I want to. Okay, so probably more than likely, they did probably come from that uh, it, that it, time period it, of the nineties. Let 90s. me explain to yeah. you what I learned. What I learned in the time that I was in the wrestling business, and in uh, you know when the death matches started, we realized the guys that are wrestling in the death death matches yeah. didn't know how to wrestle. Mm. They didn't know actually know how to actually physically wrestle. You put you put now, what's, not, what's the guy's name? Cage? Nick, Nick Gage. Yeah, okay. I will say from his match with Jericho, uh-huh. the dude can wrestle. I will say that actually fucking physically, fucking man, he wrestled. pulled he pulled off this beautiful like for most of the match it's extreme, it's hardcore, right? And then there's just these little moments where it's just like, oh fuck, that dude. Like, he pulled off an Arn Anderson-looking spine buster on Jericho. Not on glass, nothing, no weapon, just a spine buster spot where I was like, oh, okay. okay He's so, not a looker. So, He's not a good-looking guy. <laughs> you know? Oh, what a smile on that guy. But no, he earned my respect as someone who loves... I mean, I guess I'd call myself an old school mentality. Like, I love a good spine buster. I love a good DDT. Okay, so the, the here's what you got to understand, Dan. Those are moves. I mean, that's not wrestling. But there's okay? form and there's technique into the spot that's you're being. Right. You're right. And, you know? and there's times where it's good to stick those things in where you, I mean. And he's in the ring with Jericho. You know, you can't just be a half assed wrestler yeah, you if you're going to be in the ring yeah, with Chris you, you Jericho. you got to take it seriously. And, and, and I'll give this to Gage. I don't want to say too many. Gage. Yeah, so Gage. Like, Gage. Right. I don't want to give, to, I don't want to like talk and negatively I, I, on him because I am scared of the man. <laughs> the dude did rob a bank with no mask on uh, and, and you know, he almost killed David Arquette. He almost. <laughs> we used to call that in the business, you know, we had guys that got arrested for doing stupid shit like that in the yeah. business. Well, I mean, he's, you he's know, an we addict. used to call them what? retarded. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm just so, gonna. Yeah, I just. I went so for it. So this has been the Counting Lives podcast. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it, Ronnie. This is the last fucking episode. <laughs> uh, you can't cancel me, man. You can't cancel me. No. You can't cancel anybody who hadn't gotten there yet. See, I gotta hold my tongue because I'm young enough. I'm young enough to cancel. <laughs> right. Yeah. Come cancel me. I dare you. Uh, but no, I I think uh, you know I think if uh, I think if if Gage. Um, it was it was definitely a good match. Everyone liked seeing it. I, I totally see him being used in the future. AEW has said that, you know, we're not going to have a match like that anymore on Dynamite. We'll have the Texas Death Matches, which I thought the Texas Death Match with Lance Archer was a little bit more extreme than this, death, the, this no disqualification match with Gage and, you know, Jericho, with the exception of the pizza cutter and pissing off Domino's. And uh, the pane of glass spot with okay. the top rope. Did tell that story. Did we tell that on the? I mean, Misty and I talked about it, but new details <laughs> have come to light. That makes me. It makes me laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead and tell it. So uh, AEW does picture in picture, and they did picture in picture for this Jericho Gage match, and it just so happened. <laughs> just so happened. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's called anticipation, guys. It's. All right. It's uh, just coincidentally, 
Um, while they were in picture in picture, Nick Gage was doing the pizza cutter spot on Chris Jericho's head, cutting his forehead with, with a pizza, pizza cutter. With a pizza cutter, and so and which uh, is quite dull. By Mick the way, Fo- Mick Foley's daughter had a great fucking tweet. How come a pizza cutter can slice through Jericho's head so easily, but it can't with a fucking crust of pizza? No I, shit. I, that was no fucking shit. hilarious. But while this spot was happening, there was a Domino's ad for some pizza, and Domino's was a little bit upset. Contacted TNT. TNT said, well, AEW told us they were running that spot. It's just a coincidence. We're sorry. Then Now, Misty and I talked about that, and that no, was funny. No, let me explain to you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> let me explain to you. There is somebody in the back. There's a group of guys in the back, ladies and gentlemen, that put that- those spots in where they're, they're supposed to be at certain times during the show, Right. You can't tell me that somebody didn't get a giggle. Oh no, I think we all giggled. A, no, no. The, this, that's. I think dude, we all had a good the, giggle. The the pizza cutter spot and the and the Domino's ad. That's a rib, bro. Oh yeah, like they're ribbing. Yeah, they're ribbing. I mean, you can't. You can, but AEW can't come you, out and say you can. You can take the wrestler out of the locker room, but, but you yeah, can't take, the, lock, take the locker out, yeah. room out of the wrestler, bro. Yeah, no. And I'm 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 I concur with you that that was done on purpose. But AEW can't came, uh, come as out as long and as say. you agree. So the new details has come out. Paps Blue Ribbon came out and said, "Well, we'll take Domino's spot because we thought it was fucking awesome." <laughs> I love it. Um, but also, it went to TMZ. It went to like the story went to major news outlets. Dave Meltzer. And three other publications are reporting that that was done by WWE. WWE called TMZ. WWE called these. They major reported it and reported it. Hey, you should run this Domino's AEW spot. Look at it. So it's just you say AEW is not competition, but you do. Yeah, but you do that. You do like well, petty shit. Petty shit. Yes. And it didn't do anything but some give of that AEW. Is just, some of that is just petty shit. That, some of that is somebody in the office going. I, and once again, that comes back to they they think it's a rib. Yeah. You know, they're reporting it because it's a rib. It's And it's, it's fuck. Now, Disney had the same. Disney was promoting Jungle Cruise during the picture-in-picture picture of the match. Uh-huh. And, and it that, was a similar and, situation. And he hit him with a gorilla? He, I mean, he hit him with a light tube, something, but Disney didn't bitch about it. It's Disney. They're promoting a family film with The Rock. Oh, it didn't have to do with The Jungle Cruise. Yeah, it didn't have anything oh, to do with Jungle right. Cruise, but when you're watching a family movie. great if he hit him with a stuffed gorilla. <laughs> but when you're, no, but when you're promoting a family film and then you look on the other screen and it's Nick Gage hitting somebody with a light Nick tube. Nick Gage hitting with a stuffed gorilla. Disney didn't bitch, but also. Or a real gorilla. Disney's in the middle of like. One lawsuit and a potential lawsuit from their actors right now. So I think Disney had more to worry oh, about. Oh, what is that all about? Oh no, Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney over uh, over residuals. She's not making residuals off the. You know, they put something on Disney Plus and they charge thirty dollars sure. extra. They're not making the actors aren't making residuals well, off that. Well, then that's good that they're doing that. Well, it's good that they're doing that, but their minds occupied. But um, just the, just the whole like. I don't know. Domino's getting upset when it's it's brilliant. You know how many people ordered pizza 
Think about that. You know how many people ordered pizza? Like, oh, that's funny. And I'm in the mood for pizza. Let's order some Domino's. Yeah. But, you know, could have very me, well ordered to, pizza. To me, it's goddamn good marketing, It's man. great marketing. Um, but it's, it's you know, we're in that culture. We're in that, oh, that PC culture. And I, I'm, I'm a victim of it, too. There are some things I'll take a stand on. Sure. But like you said, yeah, it was a great rib, a brilliant rib, a clever fucking rib. Yeah, kudos to whoever timed that properly in the back, and the boys got a giggle out of it. And really, honestly, there are things that we did in the wrestling business for no other reason but to uh, to rib the to to get a giggle out of the boys. Yeah, we weren't we we didn't care what the fans thought. We wanted to make the boys laugh. And TNT uh, is not does not have a problem with AEW. Why does TNT not have a problem with AEW doing this? Because for the past three Dynamites, they've gone over a million in ratings and been number one on Wednesday nights. Their and, first time. Nowadays, that's big numbers. That's big numbers in a streaming era for, for a cable television network. And it, AEW hasn't done that since their first three dynamites. I agree with you. So this is the second time. And, they, you know, no real buildup. This was just post-pandemic uh, advertising and marketing. Hey, we're back from the pandemic. We got a live audience again. Let's name every dynamite something special and just do something even better week after week after week. And they're on a roll. I don't see this momentum stopping with AEW unless they've been lying the whole time and it's not CM Punk. You know, the the uh, the big internet joke is that it's Shane McMahon because Shane McMahon called himself the best in the world. <laughs> yeah, <that'd> be- <laughs> Which, if you're another company, you don't want Shane McMahon showing up. It's usually a bad bad sign. Yeah, Someone's no been shit. bought yeah, out. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> but on to comedy. On to comedy. Uh, as as soon as the Bray Wyatt situation, because again, this happened today. When more details come out, we'll talk about it. Um, but as far as comedy goes, we have another Counting Lights comedy show. We do. We're uh, I think we're set for the twenty the twenty seventh twenty seventh Oak of, Highlands Brewery of uh, August mm-hmm. at Oak Highlands Brewery. We'll be doing another, and uh, our headliner is going to be Mikey Mikey B. B from the Open Mic Podcast. Go check out Mikey B. He's also going to be uh, bringing Chris along. Chris is going to be returning to the comedy arena. With Mikey oh, B that's true. in October, in October. Um, and Mikey's just been a, a, a friend to both of us, um, and a hell of a comic. And he's 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 getting up there, man. He's getting you know, and and I'll. He has really taken huge leaps since he since he decided to kind of do his own thing. Yeah, Mike, do his own Mikey thing. Mikey B right, and right. I, Mikey, I agree. Mikey B and I, uh, at I, I want to say at the same time. But we've had plenty of conversations where it was just like, you know, man, let's. I want to do. I'm going to do my own thing. Oh, I'm going to do my own thing. Okay, cool. And and we talk back and forth, uh, and we strategize together. You know, oh, should Mikey, should I do this, or oh, Danzy, should I do this? And um, honestly, and I, I think he can he can testify to this. We are having so much fun. Just doing our own fucking thing and making our own money and not depending on, um, and I'm going to be really careful with my language here because I don't want to piss anybody off and I wish everybody the best of luck, but this mentality of uh, being on a roster, 
uh, this mentality of like, oh, well, since you're on this roster, you can't go work these places. It's very outdated, and um, I'm an independent contractor, first and foremost. Not well, only that, I'm a 34-year-old independent well, this contractor. Is a, this is an this is a independent, co- you know, it's an independent business, mm-hmm. just like the wrestling business. This is, you know, the the old adage that Hogan used to say: everybody cuts their own deals. Everybody cuts their own deals. You know, so you know, you got to get out there and you got to hustle, and you can't rely on other people. And you you need to uh, you need to become your own person, and and and, and you know you you become you get stale mm-hmm. and you get uh complacent yep and you're like you you're you stop dreaming and so mm-hmm. you need to get out there and hustle and i mean it's you get in comedy you get in comedy long enough you'll you'll stop yeah, dreaming you anyway will, you, yeah <laughs> well because it kills your soul well but this is a and i'm this is you talk about killing the soul there's got to be there's got to come to a point where young comics have to learn to have some integrity and dignity for what they do on stage. And I think the biggest reason the cliche of mental health and sadness and everything follows the art of stand-up is because for years, for fucking decades, comics have had to swallow a lot of bullshit because they don't want to lose their spots. And I think now we're not in a comedy boom. We're in a content boom. Okay? Your job can be easily replaced by a fucking YouTuber. So you got to go into that avenue. You know, you got to go into the content. You got to put a lot of irons in the fire. You got to put a lot of irons in the fire. That's, I mean, that's really what it means. It means you need to have, you need to have several things that you're relying on to create this brand that you have, that, it's going to be you. Yeah. It's the brand that is going to be you. It's, it's, you know, it's very, you know, you have to network and you have to get to know other. Listen, when it gets to the point where, you know, every single person that, that you, that you see the same people every week and doing comedy, mm-hmm. you need to fucking, you need to shake the shit off and you need to, because you have to constantly network and Texas has become a, it's a mecca, now. mecca. It's a mecca right now. You know, with the, with Rogan moving to Austin and the things that are going on in Austin, but the see, things I are don't... going, the things that are going on in Houston, and I mean, literally, like, I mean, there's shows in towns now throughout the 35 corridor from Dallas down to to uh, to San Antonio, San Antonio to down Austin, to, down to Houston, Galveston. Yeah, I mean, it has become incredible. You can work, but you, if if it gets to the point where you don't see new people all the time, mm-hmm. you need to fucking you need to expand your your horizons. Uh, but it, and it, a lot and of that up to Oklahoma City for that Oklahoma matter. City too. Um, but it's been a lot of comics get have gotten depressed, and I really truly believe it is because of this swallowing of well, that's the business. Uh, that swallow how it's been for decades. You don't want to step on any toes and everything. But I truly believe, and you're talking to a man who's who's uh, been in trouble many times for just not vo- for voicing up about bullshit. Right. I do it too much, maybe. But like at the end of the day, um, I've I've accepted 
that maybe I'll never get a Netflix special. Hey, maybe I'll never be on Comedy Central. Never say never, and you well, can do whatever but, you fucking want but, if you keep fucking working on it. But I didn't get into this for um, all of that. I got into it because I loved the art form, and nothing's going to stop me from doing the art form, and the biggest thrill I get is not the laughter, it's the connection. And you, as a former professional wrestler, right. can appreciate right. that. Because right. if you're not connecting with an audience, it's like, one, comedy is like 40% laughter. It's 60% connection. Right. You know? And that, and and you when you're limited and restricted on a roster, well, you know what? Being on a roster isn't bad if the club books you enough and pays you what you are worth. Right. But when they are paying you less than what you're worth and booking you in my in let's let's go with my situation. I'm not gonna name the club, but let's go with my situation. Um I was on a roster, um, I was un, I felt underbooked, underutilized when I had proven that I am one of the top guys. Right. You know, but I gotta see I'm being told one thing. Oh, you got to wait six or seven months before I book you again. Just how the timing goes. Oh, okay. But I'm seeing that, well, it's been longer than seven months and, and this guy's getting booked every month to, to do the exact same spot that I'm in. So why, why is that happening? Oh, cause I'm not doing certain things. Well, isn't the main important thing that I'm doing Comedy? Comedy and going up there and being consistent with the exception of one time, and it was two days after I buried my best friend. Sorry I put it on autopilot, just wasn't in the fucking mood. Right. <laughs> so there came a point for me as a 34-year-old man with, or boy, whatever, uh, <laughs> with a wife. Man boy, let's go with man boy. With a man, man boy, there was, there was a decision I had to make, which was like, I have a wife... And I gotta bring money in. Got a dog. Got it. Well, the dog. The dog I could do without. But <laughs> there, there's a point where it's just like I need to to bring in money more often um, to support me and mine. And I can't do that waiting every six, seven months. I'm I I'm not allowed to perform at the uh, at these other places because I'm 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 on this list. Well, I don't that that logistically for me, and financially does not make sense to me. If I was like 22, sure. Fucking sure. Here's here's what I've tried to focus on, and you can tell me. It's like, um, it's the one one thing that um, I've kind of always kept my eye on since I started doing open mics here in Dallas. Yeah. Is that... um, the the most important thing to me is that I'm co- constantly growing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I need to constantly grow and and challenge myself. And if I feel like the that if I'm setting goals and I'm meeting those goals on a regular basis and they keep improving and I keep um, uh, widening my connection with the comedy community because. When you, you know, we talk about the comedy community really as, as uh, you know, Dallas-Fort Worth or Austin or, or Just Houston Texas or, in general. Well, we, but when you talk about it, you really do talk about cities because yeah. you can't travel to, you can't do a set in Austin and a set in Dallas the same night usually. No. But uh, if my, if we look at it as as a national 
you know, the, the comedy community national and then internationally. Mm-hmm. As, as long as my contacts and my the relationships that I'm building and the improvement in my set continue to grow, mm-hmm. then that's the way I've looked at this. I can't really always look at a big picture goal because for a guy like me who's been in the wrestling business and I'm, you know, getting to an advanced age, I mean, I'm fucking not dead, but, you know, I'm in my 50s. I got to look at these small goals. And if I can reach these small goals, I can constantly improve myself. People go, well, what do you want out of comedy? Well, what I want out of comedy is to be better tomorrow than I am today. Now you've got some work to do. No, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> I'm fucking with, I am fucking with you. Chris, <laughs> no. Past couple of months, man. Well, the we, we the gotta, growth has I, been tr- fucking tremendous. Well, I gotta keep I gotta keep working, bro. See, this is what working. I do. I make completely impossible goals that are completely unattainable, Chris. Because you can never get disappointed. <laughs> you know what we used to call them? What? <laughs> Retarded. No, uh, guy, not. he. I love the pause. All you needed was like a drum roll. Jesus. Well, there's our. That's dom- called a callback, right? You know, that's a callback. But we also just lost our Domino sponsorship. Uh. <laughs> but uh, we've got we got an amazing show August twenty seventh. Why did it take so long for us to book a comedy show? Because it's fucking show? hot. That's it why. Is because the the planet's trying to kill us. That's why. It's uh, it got. We just got done. Well, is it triple digit outside right now? Um, if it's not now, it will be soon. No, we we had our triple digit heat wave, and I think throughout the rest of August, it's coming back down. I'm cool with that. As long as it's, I mean, as long as it's starting to kind of get better and better every day. I noticed that. I noticed that since. God, if we the, booked a wrestling show, the wrestlers would be pissed off at us. Oh, man. I, this is why I do it in the fall, brother. <laughs> yeah, I know. But anyway, go ahead with your point. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, like as long as it keeps improving, I'm, I'm cool with yeah. that. You know, as long as it gets better. But uh, listen, I, I just, I just, uh, I appreciate uh, what's been happening in the last uh, few months. And I appreciate what's what's going on. I support with the uh, podcast and and the, and uh, all the folks that have come out to our, our shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it makes me better, and I think it makes everybody happy to see folks coming out from the podcast. So uh, God, just keep doing it, and, Damn. and keep supporting us. And over we uh, uh, we uh, hit um, over we've hit the uh, we, we have over ten thousand downloads altogether since we started, but um, we're about to eclipse five thousand this year. Um, so the, the fact that people listen to this, ignore me and continue listening to, <laughs> continue listening to this. Uh, yeah, ignore Dan and, and, uh, make the shit better for, tell five people for I'm, me, would you? Dude, I'm, I'm a, he already caught shit for, uh, uh, I, I caught some shit in, uh, in my personal email. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. In, in the Misty invasion two episodes ago, I was, I'm doing my heel thing. Um, mentioning how we should normalize taking a shower before going to live events uh, if you're a wrestling fan. Uh, well, I don't take that back. I do not take that no, back. No, everybody should shower I, on a regular basis. And I got to admit, you know, the depression kicks in, and I don't always shower every I, day. But I just, there's no reason 
for it to for a, a whole. But if you're going to an event where you're going to be around other people, be polite. And then they wash fucking, your ass. Would you please? Look, I don't. I don't take back what I said on that. But I did make some comments about the overweight community. <laughs> <laughs> that I. I'm sorry. I got caught up. I'm. I'm the heel of this podcast. <laughs> Those and, seats in the arena have armrests for a reason. Well. In 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 the over in overweight people's defense, the Curtis Caldwell Center has tiny seats. Okay, but look, if MJF can say some shit, why can't I? Well, that's all I'm saying. You're not going to tweet at MJF what he said about <laughs> overweight people was bad. You're going to email me and oh, I can't believe you said. It. Well, you know, I'm sorry <laughs> if I offended anyone. Listen, that was our go-to when we would do. Uh, when we grabbed the mic, it shows. This was a scathing email, Chris. <laughs> this one, this one made me feel bad. Uh, you fat, ugly heifer well, out there. There are some overweight people in my family, and uh, um, <laughs> you know, I'm not. I, I, look here. Repeat after me. Look, if no, it, I don't need another piece of cake. Look, see, but they won't email you. They won't fucking email you, Chris. I say it. Listen, I'm a big boy, too. That's the thing. You're a big boy. They're not going to fucking say it to you. They're scared of you. (laughs) They go to my Facebook picture, and they're just like, yeah, we can talk shit to this guy. But, you know. Email us at the Counting Lines No, no, don't. Don't do that. And, uh, uh, God, we're fucked. But here's the thing. (laughs) Ronnie would find all of this hilarious. Oh, he would find this hilarious. And these these two episodes uh, are for Ronnie. So if you're offended, sorry. It's all for Ronnie. It's all for Ronnie. Um, God, I think that I think that about covers everything. I think Unless, we dug ourselves a we quite the we dug ourselves a hole. hole. We dug ourselves yeah, a hole right hole. next to Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give us a give us a follow on Twitter at counting or don't or don't or don't. But here's where you can bitch about us. Uh, at counting underscore lights on Twitter, Facebook.com slash counting lights podcast. And you you know the email by now. <laughs> you've you've already looked it up. Give it to him anyway, Dan. Yeah, it's counting lights podcast at gmail.com. Hi, sweetie. I doubled down on that overweight thing we did the other day. Yeah. Oh, yes, he did. <laughs> she went, oh, geez. <laughs> I meant to apologize. It turned into oh, a double we down. We appreciate all you listeners. For the Counting Lights podcast, uh, Fucking, what's the signature? Oh, oh, wait, no, I gotta tell you. I'm Chris Turner. No, 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 I gotta, okay. t- I gotta tell you this. Oh, this more. It's so more. go, go listen to the Misty Invasion. Okay. And we did the, uh, we did the thing. We did the signature, and I said, <laughs> I all, said, we all got the giggles. I said, I said, she's my fucking Misty Fields, right? And she went, thank you. And then- <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. Uh, rest in peace, Ronnie. For the Counting Lights you, podcast, brother. he's Chris Germany. That's Dan Danzy. And this is the Counting Lights podcast, where comedy, wrestling, and PC culture... Lock up. <laughs>